Good, I'm ready to record too, and here we are, Dion, recording. Yep. Here. Wasn't supposed to be here, but I'm here. Here? Yeah, here, like physically, in the now, in the present. Oh, oh here where you are there, not here where you are here. Because Yeah, here. so, yeah, I've been planning this uh, trip to Nicaragua for a couple of weeks, and in order oh. to get into the country, you have to have the PCR rapid test, and you have to have it going there, both going there and coming back. And so I booked it. Um, there's a few places in town that do it, CVS, Minute Clinic. But so I thought I went through all the procedures. I did it right. I clicked off on the right thing, made an appointment, come to find out. I go in, the lady nurse doctor, she's like, oh, Oh, well, no. Did you see that little kiosk outside? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, that's where it is. I'm like, okay, I'll just go out there. She said, no, well, you, you made an appointment on the wrong site. I'm like, well, I went to the CVS Minute Clinic thing, and I made the appointment. She's like, oh, no, well, that's a different button. Like, I didn't see the different button. It just said click here. And then so we go through this. We go through this ping pong back and forth, back and forth, right? And so I literally have, like, two hours to get this thing done and in be within this 36-hour window of sending it back to the consulate in Nicaragua for them to review, yeah. to sign off and so, saying, so, so, okay. So this, is, so this is happening stateside? Or? Yeah, stateside. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Uh, you send it to the consulate in Nicaragua. They, again, send it back to the airline and say, okay, he's cool to come in. Uh, that didn't happen. So I missed my window of opportunity, screwed everything up, and uh, just a, a, a tremendous, a tremendous disappointment uh, on my part uh, because the factory was there. They had everything set up for me, ready to go. Um, I gave them a whole bunch of stuff to do in advance so I could just show up and, and make uh, the best use of my time while I was there. So um, I'm trying to book another flight this week, but it's just – it's. It's gonna be, it's gonna be gnarly. So, anyways, do you do you have to quarantine when you get down yonder or no? How does that no, no, no. All you have to do is you have to have a negative test and then you're fine. And then just do you know, do everything that everybody else does. It, business like we're doing usual. right now. But business as usual. But uh, yeah, so that's terrible. I know you were. Yeah, it to just that. sucks. I've just been bummed out about it for a few days now. It just it's just killing me. But anyways. Clicked the wrong box. I That's clicked it. the wrong box. It, it, you know, it, it, it puts me. It puts me in mind. Um, uh, let me. Okay, so so there's a plumber in town. There's a plumber in town, and I know someone who worked for this plumber, and they worked in the office, and I hung out with them in the office, and I know what the office looks like at this plumber. Okay, at this contractor. And I later down the road had to call this plumber, this contractor, to have some plumbing help because that's what plumbers do. And I called them, and they bounced me around their office on the phone um, saying things like, hold on, I have to forward you to so-and-so. Um, hold, hold on, let me, see, let me see if Leslie is there. Who's Leslie? I don't care. We, 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 you know, they, yeah, sure, see if Leslie's there. What they didn't know is that I had been there. Dion, and it is about 
a 10 foot by 10 foot, maybe 15 by 15 room, this office with two desks in it crammed in there. And they were pretending that they had to forward me here and forward me there like they're down the hall from each other. And, 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 and for some reason, that makes me feel like how you must have, you missed the box, but you're, you went there, you're standing there. The place you have to be is right, right. there. Could I, just, could I just go there? Like, right. Hey, just, Can I just go over there right now? They're like, oh, no, sorry, we're all booked up. And I'm like, well, but I'm here. I'm right there. I just, it, it, it takes five seconds. I, it's a rapid test. Yeah. It's, it's like, hold, hold, thanks for calling blah, 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 plumbing. Uh, let me page Leslie. Don't page Leslie. She's right next to you. Right. I, I know where <laughs> She's Leslie She's standing is. right there. Don't page her. Don't, don't put me on hold. Hand her the phone. You know, that, that kind of thing. It puts me in mind to that. People like, though, they like to feel official. You know, they, they, they yeah, to, they got to go through the channels, the channels, the proper, you know, because the if they don't proper. go through the channels, you know, their uh, middle management boss can come back up to them and go, you know, you really should have contacted Shirley first before you blah, 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 blah. And, and, and then right, right, right. Did, did you run this by Leslie? Did you, did, did you email Leslie the figures? Well, no, I just told her she's sitting right next to me. Well, we're shoulder to shoulder in this box, you know. But uh, yeah, so. I hope it works out. I, I hope, I hope out. so too. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, at least I know. I know now where to make the appointment. Right. I mean, I got. I got. I got. You know I got to click the dot. The, it, oh, it's a dot. You see those? Are yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Those are tricky. In In all honesty, I see circles of the same size much mm -hmm. much less often than I see squares. Oh, look! It, it's not anybody's on fault. On it's computer screen. No, it's I think my it's fault. the web developer. I think it's the web developer. Oh, yeah, there's a certain amount of people blame you can put on them. It's, you know, difficult to navigate. But, you know, by and large, I should pay attention. I, I don't know. I'm not going to put the onus on you on this one. I think that if, if there are web, I don't know who our audience is, but if there are web designers out there, I would recommend that if something needs to be seen, it should be a square. All things the same. Squares show up better than circles. I don't know what it is, but I could just glance right over a circle. You know? Yeah. Anyway, my 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 uh, my weekend and my last few days have gone exactly according to plan. Not not to rub it in, Dion. But uh, good for you. Well, I mean, it's easy when I have nothing. Planned. Rub it in. Well, but I have nothing planned. It's it's like by default. You know, by by default. I woke up on time this morning. That that that's what I did when, according to plan, I didn't sleep in. You, you know what? Actually, you know what woke me up this morning, Dion? Uh, no, what woke you up? My weather app. No. It dinged. I'm a very light sleeper. It it dinged, and I I, I it's I keep my phone on my nightstand next to me, and I slap my hand around the the nightstand to see where my phone is and I, I feel my phone and I look at it and my weather app woke me up at 6.30 in the morning to tell me that it was frosting out. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure why that would be necessary to do to someone on a Monday. Well, you know, I mean, they want to get you started on the right path. I mean, if it's nice weather, hey, sunny in 72, Cap, get up, let's start the day. <laughs> Hashtag beast mode. Let's, we're sharks. It's Monday, or you know, or let's you go. Know, 
it, it, it's for us a weather advisory with like a, I, I thought it was I'm, I'm reading I'm reading again I'm reading uh, I'm re-rereading I think the third time um, The Road I don't know if you know that book but um, I'm, On the Road yeah, no, God, no not, not Kerouac not Kerouac oh. I can't stand first that 80 yeah the first 80 pages are just uh, I'm, I have stick forks in my eyeballs it's just it's no I, I don't I don't like any of the beats that, uh, it, they're all it's self-indulgent and it's it's I don't want to talk about the beats I think we did already anyway in another episode but um no it's uh hold on my phone is getting out on me but it's um it's a post-apocalyptic novel that the road mm -hmm. the, the McCarthy book and um I've been reading it a lot and excellent read and like I said though it's post-apocalyptic you know I, I don't know it's, this isn't a book show but you don't really know what caused the apocalypse you just know that this father and son are walking through it together down right. the road trying to get to a destination well the subjects of of causing apocalypse are very very touchy right so you don't want to um, alienate a section of people from reading your book saying, oh, it was this country that caused the apocalypse or it was this storm or it was, uh, you know, this well, uh, it, it turns into catastrophic virus or whatever it was. You know, you don't want to alienate anybody and, right. and, and make them uh, form an opinion even before they read the book. So it's like question mark started right. the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> right, or, or, or here's where we are. We'll drop you down in the middle of it. But, but it's right. a post-apocalyptic thing, and I'm, that's what I'm reading, and that's what I was reading myself to sleep with. And then I wake up to this thing, and it's like a yellow triangle with an exclamation mark, exclamation point in the middle yeah. of it. And I'm like, holy crap. You know, is, is this it? Is it going to be me and my kid now? I'm going to be the road? Well, you didn't hear the you didn't hear and the air horn, the sirens it's, go off, did you? It's it, it's frost. They they woke me up with a yellow triangle, the exclamation point in it, mark in it for frost. For right. So it, there's a developer there having a lot of fun talking about the developers. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It, you should have you should have seen your face six thirty a.m. Monday, fella. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do have access to your to your camera on your phone. Oh, God. you know, don't get me with the camera. You know, we we don't want to record on camera. We're here recording on camera because you know, I'm, I'm not even looking platform. at you. I'm not even I, looking at you. Right I'm now. not much to look at. I I'm doing work. Puppy. I woke up all puppy, Dion. Yeah, I'm not much to look at. I'm also wearing a hat and uh, and um, sunglasses. Sorry, I had to de deny a phone call. But uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book, and it put me in mind. So so here's the deal. Full disclosure, I guess. I I landed a little gig on the side writing some book reviews for a, a literary journal online. Not prepared to give them a shout out, but will one that gets a little more firm. Anyway, so I'm reading some books. I'm doing a lot of reading, and I realize I don't know if you're a, a reader, Dion, but a breeder. A breeder? No, you, I know you're not a breeder. I'm a breeder. I'm a breeder and a reader. I, I just don't know if you're a reader. Um, oh, it's like a breeder of dachshunds or no, no Yorkies. Oh wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be cute to breed dachshunds? Not to get sidetracked, but I would love to breed some dachshunds. Cutest, cutest puppies. Anyway, anyway, so reading has 
like done wonders over this last week, week and a half. It's done wonders for my for, for, for my mental health, it feels like, because I have to put everything away and I need to take a physical book because that's what I'm looking at right now. Sometimes it's a Kindle type thing, but right now it's a physical book. I'm sitting there and it, it, I feel like I'm more mentally healthy now than I've been in a while hmm. just from reading. Just from like this quaint thing and the way my brain works is, I guess, weird because... I'm wondering if, like, in maybe 70, uh, 70 years from now, figure, are people going to look back at the Internet as this quaint form of, man, why, why, why did we leave that 70 right. years from now? Why, why don't, you know what, some hipster 70 years from now is going to bring back the Internet, and they're going to swear by it, you know, and they're going to open up, like, a little Internet shop 70 years from now in San Francisco, our new San Francisco. It might be new San Francisco in seventy-five years, in seventy years. But it, it, like, so what I was thinking does is what we're doing now. Does what we're doing now have any like hope of being that down the road? Like, are, are we, is is the internet going to be the new book, which is the old book seventy years? Oh, I, I think it already is. It's it's like vinyl, right? Books are like vinyl at this point, vinyl records. Oh, yeah, no, it's the same thing, but what I'm wondering is, is the Internet and our current, like, stuff now going to be that charming that much time later? No, it'll, be, no it'll, just, it'll be very, like it is right now, very antiseptic, very, uh, oh. give you a false sense of security, and hmm. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, stuff you think about when you're laying in bed at 6.35 in the morning on a Monday, you know, woke up because of fear of frost. What, what, I don't want to sound like a bad observational comedian from the 90s, but why would I need, what's the deal with winter weather warnings in winter? So, you know, the only time you used to get a winter weather warning was when, like, the apocalypse of weather was coming through and it was going to dump, like, 10 feet of snow, right? Now they're like, now you get, like, a winter warning. It's like, you know, winter warning weather. A cloud will soon float across the sun and you will be inconvenienced for about 20 minutes. It's depending. With no sun. Light. Yeah, it, 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 partly. It, it'll be partly cloudy. It, it's. It, I don't need all that information. I really don't. Like, I, I, I do, I spend a lot of time walking my dog in that same freaking weather app, which, by the way, is bloatware, and I can't get it off my phone. It came with my phone. It's going to die with my phone. Anyway, it it tells me, like, I walk my dog a lot, so I like to look outside. I look outside and I think to myself, do I need a hoodie? Right. I look outside and I think to myself, maybe I should grab an umbrella. Sometimes I look outside to myself and I think maybe I won't need a, maybe just a t-shirt today, cap. But every once in a while, I'm curious, you know, I'm taking maybe a longer walk, thinking about it anyway, and I pull up my weather app and it tells me stuff like there's an 80% chance of rain at 1119. Hmm. I do I need that? Could you just? Uh, I just need an app that says, "Hey, maybe grab an umbrella." 
if you're going to be out for this is what I want to develop, Dion. I'm coming up with an idea. I want to develop a weather app that tells you if you need an umbrella or a hoodie, and it could be 30 minutes out. In, in the next 30 minutes, you're not going to need a hoodie. That, that That's kind of what I need. But instead, it tells me 1119 is there, a slight chance of rain. And it feels like too much information. It, it feels like an onslaught of stuff I don't need and it feels like I would like to give my filter a rest does that make sense yeah, like, kind of like I'd like to let my guard down and not have to worry about filtering out some information I still remember my childhood phone number I don't want to remember in 30 years from now that there was a 19% chance of rain at 1118 a.m. my brain only carries so much and I can't always be in charge of what it does and doesn't leave behind, you know. So I, I, I don't need to. I, I just I don't need it. Anyway, I, I could tell you're bummed. Yeah, yeah, I'm bummed, man. I'm just I'm, I'm staring off into, you know, blankness right now. <sighs> I should be there, you know. I, I should have hit the ground running at about six thirty-seven this morning. I should have been knee-deep in tobacco and just uh, it's killing me. So what what do you think the chances are on you getting up know, there, 50, down 50. there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some extenuating things going on here that either I, A, have to be around, or B, because somebody else made plans around my plans, and now I've screwed up my plans, and so their plans, but their plans oh, might change, so, yeah. So, you're, so essentially, you didn't just miss your chance to go down there on time. You shuffled the deck. Yeah, it's either, it's either all either be able to get down there as early as this weekend or it's going to be mid-March or mid-April. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Well, so uh, look on the bright side. You're safe. You know? Mm. You're safe. It, it, it's always good to give up a little freedom to be safe. I hear it's recommended by some of the founding fathers. Hmm. Right? I might have missed I guess. that. I'm sorry. I can't cheer you up, Dion. I feel like you, you want to hear a joke. No. Well, actually, you know what? So I was I watched this I watched this documentary about Jerry Seinfeld about you know comedy. I don't know if you've seen it or not. This uh, weekend is right right before I was supposed to go on this trip. Oh, okay. um, it was right well, after. We, 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 hold on, we don't have to dwell there. We we know. I know. We know. So it was it was right after apparently uh, in in my opinion I don't know it looks like it was made quite a while ago but uh, it looked like. Um, it was right after Seinfeld wrapped up, and oh. you know Jerry was trying to get back into the scene, right? You know, comedy, doing stand-up. Have you seen this yet? No, I, I, I've. Oh, seen, it's it's I, it's some, but not so soon after. And I it's like two hours of hand-wringing anxiety. <laughs> it's great. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually wondered about that point in time because he walked away from the show. They didn't show him the door. He walked away. And he wanted right. To, and I know he wanted to just kind of hit the circuit again. But I, yeah. and I always did wonder, did the circuit want him? Or did he know what he was in for? 
Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, no, because it, well, it went on forever, and he made a gazillion dollars, and they're like, okay, we're going to triple it. We're going to give you like $3 million an episode. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. No. Right. So uh, I think it's called Jerry Seinfeld Comedian. Right. And it's a documentary that follows him around, uh, so, you know, around the, the comedy stand-up circuit. And so it's really cool because he goes in and, you know, so like he'll walk into, I don't know, maybe one of them is like the Laugh Factory, I don't know, but he's, it's like in New York, right? And he walks in and he's sitting there and, you know, he's just kind of watching, he's kind of timid. And the, who's that guy that was on um, on Saturday Night Live, Colin... Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. So like Colin Quinn. Yeah. So he's like the elder comedian, right? He's sitting at this table and he's like, you know, Jerry's like sitting there. It's almost like Jerry is like getting advice, you know, from Colin Quinn. And, you know, he's like, you know, I was like, kid, all right, you know, this is what you do, you know, and he's like going through this whole thing and, you know, they're kind of like batting back and forth. And so, you know, obviously they have a schedule of comedians, right. That go up and get on, on, on stage. But, you know, Jerry's thing is just kind of like dip his toe in the water and get out there and, you know, do like five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes. The thing is to get up to like an hour. And he's like really dreading this hour. He's like, man, I haven't done. He's like, I don't have enough bits to put together for like for an hour. And it's like, you know, you got to be you got to be like in fighter shape to do a, 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 a comedy presentation for that long. So anyways. The cool thing about it, though, I really liked was, again, you know, these comedy clubs, all right, they're always packed. They always got got tons of people in there and, you know, comedians are already booked up to the, they're probably booked out for like months. You know, Jerry just walks in, he's like, hey, you know, you got any, uh, you got any time, you know, can I go up for like 10 minutes? And they're like, yeah, no problem. You know, so they'll squeeze him in between two comedians or he'll go in at the end of the, like the last comedian that goes up and then he just kind of like does a bit, you know, he's up there and like, uh, like a, an ill-fitting, an ill-fitting sweater, you know, with like some baggy. Yeah, he, he looks like he was laying on the couch all day, let, and he's just let, like, let, they're me, doing let, let me ask you a question because this is I, I, I've lived this uh, this subculture just a bit, and I know what the couple of reactions could be from other comedians. Right. Was he respectful of the time they gave him? If they said, "Okay, you could do five, did he do five? Well, you know, I don't over? know. It didn't go that deep, you know, because every few times you just walk in, he's like, hey, you got any time? And then you go up there, and then they'd see a, you know, then it would cut away to a snippet of him, you know, doing like a bit. You know, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't see the whole thing from beginning to end. Uh, it would just be him doing it, then then um, finishing, and then he's sitting at the table, maybe like Chris Rock is there, or like this comedian, that comedian. But all these comedians, you know, they're hanging out at these clubs. Right. You know, and it's like it's like you walk in, and you would see all these like superstars and it's like not a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal. So Jerry sits down, you know, he's having maybe like a cup of tea and a salad. And you <laughs> got, uh, something Jerry yeah, you got Colin that. Quinn there. You know, he's eating like chicken wings and French fries and. And the, and, the, and the cheap beer and the cheap yeah, beer. Yeah, hey, did, hey, kid, you did you did really good. You did really good. You know, I saw a little bit of hesitation, but you know, hey, don't worry, you're 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 on your you're on your way back. So it's 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 this thing of almost like he's having to rebuild and having to find his chops again. It's ring rust because he's been out of it for so it's, long. It's ring. It was really cool. No, why, why I ask about the time though is because there's 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 famous somewhat similar yeah. stories about Robin Williams when he was doing Mork and Mindy back in the day and he would go to like the, whatever the, I, I don't want to name the name wrong, but he would go to like the West coast, the, you know, the California right. comedy stores, comedy clubs and the sorry, comedy clubs. And, um, 
he would just be like, he would drop in. And of course the MC or the manager or the owner was like, Oh yeah, bring him on stage, bring him on stage. And mm-hmm. he would do his bit for like two fucking hours. Yeah. And he would step on everybody else's time. And he would kill everybody else's time. Right. They would right. be miserable sitting at the bar plotting how they were going to kill Robin. Yeah. 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 And, and that's best left avoided. That's well, so he, okay. So I think that's like a, maybe a tale of two comics, a, a difference. I mean, because they brought up it. I don't want to give away too much of it. Cause I, I, I if you haven't seen it or not, um, but Bill Cosby was famous for getting up and doing two and a half plus hours of like riffing, you know, just up there. Yeah, and, and, God, and Jerry, I don't think Jerry, I don't think was a riff guy. Jerry needed to have bits, right? So he needed to have a list of bits Got to it. where he had to do, whereas Robin Williams, he can get up there and he could just riff all day. He's like the funny guy, you know, maybe d- does a couple of bumps in the bathroom before he comes out and then that's just like is, is keenly and acutely aware of everything that's going on and he can he can see something and pick up and then do a bit off and make up a bit he's, and just riff off whatever he's seen. Processing it mock Right. He's processing in real time, whereas, you know, a lot of comedians, you know, they got to rehearse, they got to get up, they got to, you know, make sure the delivery of, of the, the delivery is right, they get the expressions, uh, oh, yeah. you know, hours of practicing. Yeah, yeah, did I, co- I, I and I want to say Jerry Seinfeld is one of them, because I want to hear, I don't want to speak out of, I, I, I don't want to talk out of my butt. But I want to say he's one of those guys, like, if, when he delivers the punchline, did I cock my head to the right side? Because I'm yeah. to head to the right when I delivered that one. Right. Very, yeah, very introspective, very just self-aware, right? Not, 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 not like, you know, Robin Williams. He, he could probably have, you know, something on his face when he's up on stage for, you know, 20 minutes and he doesn't care, you know, and even though he knows it's there, he, it, it goes beyond him. You know, if a guy like Jerry Seinfeld gets up there and he's in a bit and he's like, man, He's like, I need to get this thing off my face, but I, I don't want to look like a jerk. He's like, how am I going to do this? So you're processing that while you're trying to do your bit, you know, because you're very just hyper, <laughs> hyper aware of your situation and where you are in the moment now as whereas guy like, you know, uh, guys that can riff, they don't care. They just run. It's a sprint to the finish line until they I fall and, and, and puke. You, you know, you know, right. They, they, they just pass out in the puddle right. of their own hairy sweat. Right, right. Robin Williams, but I, it, it always struck me as completely unprofessional, and I don't know if it was because I wasn't hanging out at the Chris Rock Jerry Seinfeld table. I was hanging out at the Joe Schmo table when I was when I was doing that stuff, and it, it, the guys hated those guys because who are you? You you walked away from millions of dollars. I can't pay my rent. I'm supposed to welcome you back to the point where you step on my five minutes. I tried so hard to get my five minutes tight enough yeah. that I could package it for here. And then you're going to come in and you're going to, you're going to come in high as a freaking kite sometimes if you're Robin Williams. Yeah. Though that was before my time. And you're going to just shit all over the night. This could have right. been my night. Maybe there's somebody in the audience I heard that I, it, it would really do great for my career if they liked what I did. You know, right. and instead... They're seeing more of more of Jerry Seinfeld, you know. It, it's just I, I would have on I would honestly have trouble if I was Jerry Seinfeld. Like I, I would have to make so sure it was okay and I wasn't stepping on anyone's time if I was in that case. In that case, because 
you don't want to piss off people. Yeah, but some guys just don't care, you know. Some people just don't care. It's human nature. I think less of those people, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, courtesy and decorum involved, but, you know, some people, you know, they're just, they're a bull in a china shop. They don't care. How, How do you feel about Robin Williams? Have we talked about Robin Williams in any depth? I don't know. I, you know, I could take him or I could leave him. He was, he was uh, I, 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 obviously a troubled soul. I, you know, there's a tremendous amount of talent there. Um, wasn't a real big fan of his comedy, you know, because he was just too intense. He was just too all over the place. I just, there's so much going on there that I just had to, like, shut down. You know, some of it was clever, some of it was funny, I would giggle, but by and large, he's not like the co- the comedian that I would gravitate to if I had uh, if I had the chance to watch a host of comedians, he'd probably be last on my list. He has this way, and comedians like him, they have this way of really putting me in my, uh, my, my, uh, my interest, like a... Uh, they they put me in my autistic box, like they make me feel autistic, and it's too much, and I have to kind of like look yeah. away from them. It 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 it's the 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 laugh ratio, whatever you want to call it, is not there for me. Like they could in a two hour Robin Williams thing, if I was unfortunate enough to be subjected to a two hour Robin Williams set, I don't know that I would belly laugh. I would probably no. awkwardly giggle a handful of right, people. right. You know, and I know his famous stuff, but like you know, the golf thing. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, it, he, he reminds me of two things. He reminds me of the zany office guy wearing the Aloha shirt every Friday. He reminds me of that guy, the guy in the office that everybody thinks should try to stand up, but you know, an open mic night because he cracks the guys in the office up. And, but what they don't realize is the other half of the people in the office can't stand him. And and the other thing is, I wonder, and before my time, but it's it somewhat retrospectively, uh, it feels like maybe we didn't, the general population back then didn't realize that cocaine did that to a lot of people. Yeah, may, maybe it was the uh, super drug that made everyone funny. I don't know. Quite well, frankly, I don't, don't want to find out. I'm, I'm going to sit on my head. This is <laughs> This looks like a regular seat. Right. This is just a chair. But what if I was from a different planet and I sat on it, but on my head instead of on my butt? That's 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 good, Robin. You know, I I I don't get it. And he moved into the serious roles, which were just cringy. At, at least he wasn't trying to make me laugh when he was being serious. I guess that was, right. You know, no. But it, what what I like as far as comedy. Is you know we talk you know there's a uh, Bill Cosby. Can we even talk? I don't want to talk about Bill Cosby too much. I don't want to trigger anyone. But that whole genre of like the long form meandering, like yeah, the trip stuff, down memory lane. I like it in writing. Like when I do my shtick, I like when I do. Sometimes I do like that, like the Shaggy Dog, like the Chili story that I told a while back. Like sometimes it's whatever. It, it, it's there's a place for it, maybe once in a blue moon. But what I miss is that there seems to forever now be no pure joke writers and joke tellers. Like 
Yeah, it, it's, where'd it's, that go? Well, so what is it? I mean, there, yeah, there's. I, I guess it. I guess it really kind of maybe. Well, I mean, even before George Carlin, but like situate not situational comedy, but just like, yeah, maybe it is situational comedy, like where you're in the it moment. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, like, like what, uh, you know, what's the deal with that, you know, with this new chair everybody likes? And then you go off into, like, this whole spiel about, you know, I sit down in this chair and I'm uncomfortable for five minutes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know, right, laughing well, well, and well, stuff. I, 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 I'm only five foot five. Every chair is too big for me. And here's right. how I sit in a chair. Look at me. I'm crumpled. Right, I'm right. hanging off to the side. And, oh, look, and then this person's and, – and I think what to blame about that is you mentioned situational comedy – you might, uh, you, you know, not maybe perfect for what you meant, but I think that's the root cause of a lot of it because a lot of those guys from like the late 70s to almost maybe even current day, they're not writing to be Gilbert Gottfried. They're not attempt. They're not writing and performing yeah. to be Gilbert Gottfried. They're writing and performing to land a TV deal. So they right. want to show potential producers that they have these ideas that, hey, can't you almost see that on the screen? This guy sitting in an awkward chair because he's only five foot five and it's a chair meant for a five foot eleven guy. That's a scene in a sitcom. Yeah. That's not a stand up routine, though. A stand up routine is telling jokes, old school, like Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Or the one liners like uh uh Benny uh, or Henny Youngman or Take my uh, wife, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the doctor said I got some good news and I got some bad news. Like the doctor says bad news is you're dying. It's like, doctor, looks at, well, you know, you can go down that road. Uh, I should have told you two minutes. I, I should have yeah. told you two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. uh, Doc, I can't afford to pay my bills. Okay, I'm giving you another six months. <laughs> Doc, I think I'm suicidal. Uh, okay, now you got to pay me in advance now. Right. Yeah, it, it's, but I'm bum. Yeah, but those don't translate to TV. You see, you can't. No, sell, they don't. You, they you, don't. You, you you can't sell a third a, a twenty six minute once a week show off of the strength of that, no matter how funny it is. So it it feels like for the long for the longest time now, as long as I've been alive, stand up comedy hasn't been a thing in and of itself. It's been a vehicle to get the TV deal. And I feel like as an art form, because of that stand up so, comedy, you know, that's stuff, funny. You know, that's funny. I was, you say that, right? And so I was watching this comedian. He, he kind of reminds me of like a cross between Andrew Dice Clay and J Jerry Seinfeld. It's uh, Sebastian Ganascoli or something like that. Change your name. Sebastian Ganascoli. And he's a really, really funny guy, right? Uh, but he's got like that Dice meets Jerry Seinfeld. But again, it's, uh, it's, it's like what you're saying, you know. It's exactly what you're saying. Super funny guy. I mean, situational um, you know, Italian American. So, you, you know, there's, there's tons of, of, uh, there's tons of material built into that Rich. scenario, right? Growing up in an Italian American family. Right. My dad was from Sicily. Ah, here we go. You know, that, now you're not, you, you, you I mean, already know it's coming. I was going to say it's good because it's familiar. Oh, I'm going to hear right. a meatball. I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear a joke about a meatball. Yeah. You know? My my loud my my loud my loud family all talking with their hands, and, right. and, and, but it's it, it's still funny, and and that's the art form. It is 
that's the art form that people are just they've ignored it for so long now. Yeah, you have to know how to deliver it, right? You have to know how to deliver it because you could tell a story and it can't be funny, but in the delivery or maybe in the facial expression, then it then it's you know a laugh riot. That's the art. That's that's right. that's stand up. It's all about delivery and and pacing and cadence and feeling the room. And these guys are just, it, it feels more like predominantly they're putting on PowerPoint presentations to potential TV producers, more so than being stand-up comics. Yep. You know, that's why I loved for so long the New York City, the New York City guys like Colin Quinn. They were stand-up guys. Yeah. They were, they were doing it. They were, and then there's a whole other one like Dennis Miller. I don't really want to be a stand-up comic. I want to be a political, a political pundit. Yeah, but I mean, his 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 comedy was at times it was just so high end and so elite that the references that he would bring up would just go right over your head, you know. I mean, he's like he's like the he's like the comedy for the New Yorker magazine. He should be writing for the New Yorker. <laughs> the New Yorker the only people comedy that read the New Yorker yeah. can get those jokes. And and it's funny because he always struck me, Dennis Miller. He was like. He, George Carlin was infinitely smarter than him, but he never talked down to you. He never was intentionally obtuse and obscured. Yeah, I think philosophically he might, be, he might have been smarter. You know, he, he, he had that philosophical edge. He can take something and say, this is ludicrous, and he would know exactly how to turn it around and tell you why it's ludicrous in a funny manner. It's, I, I love George Carlin. Uh, it, 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 but but then again, George Carlin. Yeah, I was gonna say, where does he fall on that? St he was a stand-up stand-up. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, I'm I'm trying to poke holes because he wrote some books afterward. I have the books, or I had the books. So, but you can't really say he was putting together his act to be an author. You know, he so was like, doing it to be a stand-up. Yeah. So so one of one one of my favorite you know observations from Carlin was is like, do you notice when you're driving on the freeway, did everybody that's driving faster than you is a maniac, and everybody that's driving slower than you is an asshole. It's true. You know? It is. It is. It's true. And he presented it like stand-up. I mean, it was a little story. I, I still love the old-school guys that bang out the jokes. Yeah, they bang them out. Like Jackie Martin. Yeah. Uh, like, like just bang out the joke. Yeah. And, and, and you know it. And you, it's almost like, you know what it feels like? It's almost like going to a concert of like this old band that you grew up with and you know every you know the play you the know greatest every, hits. You know all the lyrics to every song they're gonna play Freebird and, and, right. and Gilbert Godfrey tells the aristocrats joke. Well it's like and, when that dice everybody knows it. You know it's like when the dice recording came out live at Madison Square Garden. By the time he got there he did all the bits that he has ever done that made him famous and everybody was everybody in the audience was repeating the punchline back word for word and then they would just scream like they were at a soccer match that's you awesome know? that's stand up at its pinnacle yeah. at the peak at its zenith oh yeah at that no that those are the good times right now there was that i can't remember that other one it's like the day the day comedy died or the day Whatever, when when Dice was doing a stand-up, and it's a recording, you can buy it. And, you know, he's up there and he's doing his bits. And then you, you know, he says the punchline or whatever, and you hear, ha-ha, like that, just like one guy in the audience. And you hear the clinking of the glasses and stuff. Oh, and I, he, love, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love just, that. 
I mean, just dying. I love and, that. And then every once in a while, somebody will get up from the audience and, yeah. uh, and uh, where are you going? Right, right, right. Yeah, like it puts you there. Oh yeah. It, 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 Red Fox. Red Fox was great at that. No, it, it yeah, Shecky you, Green. Shecky Green. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it just. I haven't really watched comedy in so long because, like that. that I know that that problem with you know it feels like it's made for a presentation to TV producers. It's not gotten better. It's gotten worse because now there's so many TV producers. Yeah, there's it's Netflix, so produced. Everything there's. It's so rehearsed. I mean, it's like everybody. Yeah, it's like here you see it. You coming on? Okay. It's like it's too polished. It's too obvious. And you're sitting there and you're going, okay, this this guy's way too pol- way too polished for me. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it, it's like auto tuning music. Right, it, right. It's, it's like untie one of your shoes. You know, did I have to be here? I could have just sat home. Like, uh, could you? I, I can't imagine going to a comedy club now and not feeling like oh, I could have just pulled this up on YouTube. Oh uh, well, you know what? I tell you what, though. I mean, that's probably still where people. Yeah, I I, I know for a fact. I mean, you, if you can find one that's open now, but I mean, that's where they're still hacking it out, right? I mean, they're hacking. Just to just to you know get to the next level, and again, this going back to this Ganascoli guy, this guy I was talking about earlier. Well, yeah, um, I'm going to write that down if I could spell it at all. I want yeah, to Sebastian it. something or other, Sebastian Alphabet. Um, <laughs> Sebastian com- Sebastian right. comedy. Yeah. Right. So he, I was watching the thing the other day, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, and obviously Seinfeld. So they're talking, I mean, it's, it's a laugh riot, right? This guy's friggin' hilarious. Uh, so they're sitting at the coffee place, and one of the things that the Sebastian guy brings up, he's like, yeah, you know, I think I've gotten my comedy to a certain level, but he's like trying to break into the TV, you know, because that's, again, all the comedians want to break into the TV. Get, uh, okay, so get, open hand, yeah. Right, and he's like, it's he's like, it's so hard and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's kind of looking at Jerry, and Jerry's, you know, not offering up anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry's like, yeah, yeah, I know, it's tough. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it sucks, right? Uh, but that's where these comedians, it's like, you know, because you're basically going to be on the road for the rest of your life making – making checks here, making checks there, but, you know, you want to get that steady gig, right? You want to get where that pays the big bucks. You want to get that three-year contract on right. TV or on Netflix or whatever of doing uh, doing your bit, but in, like, show form. Hmm. So uh, I think that's what all these guys want to do, and that's something I think that reoccurs with comedians that reach a certain level. Okay, you reach a certain level, then you have to poke through the next level to get, really into reaching a larger audience, right? And the only way you can do that is by getting your own TV show. And it though, it seems like to me that those are kind of fewer and far between. They are, but they aren't. It, it, like, they're all over the place because, like, like I said, like Netflix and all the other streaming services. But it, it seems like it used to be if you got a TV deal, we're talking ABC, NBC, whatever. Right. You hit the big time now. Right. You, you, yeah, I'm talking like sitcom. Yeah, yeah, but now if you get a, okay, so if you get a deal for a sitcom, but it's on Netflix, you might still be knee deep in obscurity. Yeah. Do they do sitcoms on Netflix? I don't know. 
It, well, I'm just saying, like, on a streaming service, it, like, getting that deal, it's, yeah. like, there's so many out there. It, yeah. Like I said, it used to be ABC, NBC, CBS. Right. There was, like, six uh, networks. Now there's, like, 600. Right. So there's still plenty of obscurity to go around. Yeah, yeah you're swimming in a sea of uh, m- mediocrity at that point. Y- yeah, it, it's like... Everybody it, it, wants to jump on the Netflix. Yeah, it, it, it's, like, it's like you won the lottery, but not the big one. Like you, like you won five hundred bucks, you didn't win right. Powerball. You know, Powerball is still an, another step up. And and I can tell you from experience, there's not always always another. There's not only always another level. There's always another lateral thing people propose to you. Like, hey, you're really funny on stage. Have you thought about? You know what you should do. Exactly. Have you thought about writing a book? No, I I, I haven't. I'm. I'm I, I spent two years getting my five minutes to sound straight. I, I have not thought right. about writing a book. Okay, so know? Sebastian Maniscalco. That's his name, Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Uh, yeah. Okay, on, on your recommendation, I'm going to wade into current guys. Right. Uh, any, anyway, I should probably intro the show, Dion. I've been looking oh, for yeah. a segue to do right. so. But, yeah. Power. By Illusione Cigars at IllusioneCigars.com. This is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Thank you, gentle persons, for making time to tune in yet again. And please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Capitalist Radio portfolio of podcasts wherever you are currently listening or perhaps plan to in the future. Also visit Kaplowitz, K-A-P-L-O-W-I-T-Z dot X-Y-Z. As always, I... I'm Kaplowitz Media, and with me is my co-host, Dion Giolito, again, owner of Illusione Cigars. Illusione Cigars, deep in flavor, deep in your mind. Find out more at I-L-L-U-S-I-O-N-E cigars.com. And I don't know if I need to, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. I decided to add that on. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. I, I, it makes it official. We, we don't even, we barely even talk about that thing. Uh, that's true. That's true. It makes it official. Anyway. <clears throat> oh, man. So, so here's the problem. You want, you want to hear the problem with stand-up? Yeah. The, the problem with stand-up is that there aren't enough comedy clubs that give contracts. If, if, if oh yeah, right, if, yeah, you you need a manager, right? But if I, I think less guys would only see stand-up comedy as a stepping stone to something else. Yeah. If there was more in stand-up comedy, and not just for the big guys to make a home in Vegas. You know, but like to have a steady, if there was a way that it could be a little more steady at the end and you could really just grind it out doing it, doing your, doing your gig, you know, and not have to worry about where the next one was coming. That yeah, well, I mean, you get to the level like maybe like a Seinfeld or a Bill Burr, you can go down the list. And I mean, these guys, you know, you go to your places, you go to your Las sure. Vegas, you go to Reno, you go to uh, what's that place, Branson. I don't know if these guys could play in Branson, but you know what I'm talking about, where you got to, where they have to book out a year in advance, and exactly. then it's like you know ten thousand exactly. seats in there, that, and it's though. sold there should, out. There should be more. 
right. shouldn't it? And maybe less in Branson, but more everywhere else. Right. But I, I don't want to take away Yakov Smirnov's gig. No, no. No, I, I, I think he's the mayor of Branson. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I saw him. I, I saw yeah. somehow a recent, a recent stand-up set of his popped into my YouTube recommendations. And I could tell you, it, it was from two, it, it was from 2020, you know, so not, not super current, but sometime in 2020, within the last year. And he's still surprised at the country he's been living in for how long? I mean, he came here in the 80s. Yeah. He's still surprised by America. You think, he, well, yeah, and, and you think by now you'd be speaking the Queen's English. You know, back in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> You might not believe this, but yes. I'm originally not from uh, Missouri or wherever the hell. No, I, I'm not from here. I originally yeah. grew up in Russia. In fact, I came back. I came over from Russia <laughs> ten years ago. You know, uh, fifty years ago. Forty years ago, I came back, and I remember yeah. being surprised by it, but not any longer. Yeah, he's just completely not, taken back by the I, whole I, thing. So what a country! So, so everybody has a car. I love this country. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I, I guess there's a learning curve. Some people take a while to learn, you know, but still surprised, Yakov Smirnov. Uh, but but really, at the heart of it, he was a joke teller. That was yeah. all jokes. But again, observational comedy, too. I mean, like, but, uh, it, I come to this country, you have buffet. <laughs> you have many foods <laughs> in lanes. You're yeah. making it sound Chinese. You have a problem. I, yeah. I have a problem. I do. I want more than anything to have an interesting Irish accent. You know that lovely little little thing. Right, right. And, and every time I try, that brogue. Yes, yes. And every time I try, within like thirty seconds, I sound Hindi. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It just it completely collapses. It collapses, and I'm working at a 7-Eleven. Not yeah, that it, it collapses wrong. into a Borat. Uh, <laughs> in a melange <laughs> of foreignness. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's... Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I just... It, it, my takeaway from me talking to you is I'm going to listen to a lot of Gilbert Gottfried today. Uh, you know, I know. I don't, I don't listen to nearly enough Gilbert Gottfried. The guy's a genius. He is, and it, he just... And his genius is... But part of his genius is that he just he he lets himself be in the box, right? He, he just does it. I don't know, stay in your lane or whatever. He just does it. Then right. He, he just he knows his bits. He knows what works. He hammers it out. He grinds it out. He hacks it. Yeah. Out. And, you know, and, he he, oh. he stays in his lane. Yeah, and. You have so many guys now. Like, and, and honestly, isn't that the smart thing to do for safety's sake? Do, do you, really uh, you know it, it is. It, 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 with cancel culture being as it is, I don't even like talking about it, isn't now a great time to just hammer out some fucking jokes instead hey, look, of man, dabbling it, into social justice stuff? With well, look, it's even minutes? dangerous at this point, uh, even staying in your own lane. Because well, the, the lane you've been in for so long is all of a sudden... Uh, under construction, right? right. It's 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 an, it, there's a bottleneck, but but at least you're in your lane. You're not swerving across the highway, and and because what people seem to don't understand is when you start talking about this stuff, 
even if you're on the right side of it, you're not going to be forever. It's cannibalistic. These people that you're pandering to, for whatever reason, in whatever way, they're going to eat you eventually. Eventually. You know, so so tell some freaking jokes, you know? Tell some jokes. I, I don't know. But, but yeah, eventually every lane's going to get closed down, you know? Right. But whatever. But thank God we thank God we have John Stewart. Yeah, you know, eventually, eventually, we'll all be living in some form or another in Utah. Uh, well, there's parts of Utah that aren't too bad, right? In the mountains. Ugh, yeah, but you put me in a mountain anywhere; it doesn't have to be in Utah. You got to come at me a little stronger than that. I like Idaho. Idaho's a nice place. I like Idaho. I like Idaho. I've, I've changed a lot. My, my 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 comedic routine that is my life has changed a lot. I've I've no no idea that I'll ever go that I ever want to go back to a city. You know I don't know what made me think about that, but I, I think I want to go further up the side of any given mountain. I think every I just I think the older you get, the less uh, the less you can stomach of things that are going on around you, and you just you you eventually want to you know by the time you're fifty, sixty, whatever, you want to be a hermit. You want to live in a cave with a bunch of uh, rabbit pelts. Yeah, like the you know, making making your own making your own alcohol. Nobody, nobody messing with you. <laughs> Your own alcohol. I thought of it. No, it but the, it, it's like the, the ancient Chinese philosophers, you, you, like Lao Tzu and guys like that. That period of time, you would get to be about fifty years old, and you would just walk off and live in a cave. You would put everything down. That was like the retirement. You would just walk away. Uh, Look, take, man. Take take a robe and 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 live in the cave. It's like what Yogi Berra said. You know, wherever no, you go, no, there you no are. No one goes there anymore. It's wherever right. you go, there you are. I mean, you can be as lonely as you want in a big city, and you can have as many friends as you want in a small city. It's just, it's all relative. That's true. That's you know? True. That's true. It, it, and, and it's funny, because I, I, was talk, I was talking to my friend out here the other day, and he's like, I can't believe you ever lived in a city. You like to be left alone so much. And if people don't understand, you live in a big enough city, you're alone. You're alone. Nobody I mean, has yeah. time to look at you. No. You, you hole up in your little studio apartment, and yeah. that's. I think case. right. I think that being probably alone in a big city is is much worse on the psyche than I don't know. Be, I guess being alone is being alone, no matter where you're at. I mean, it's still the same thing, but it it, it just seems like a a much bigger. Uh, emotional thing being alone in a city of 6 million people or 20 million people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of yeah. that is on you. Uh, yeah. I, you I, know? I mean, it's, it, I don't know, the other thoughts on it is I feel way more out in the quote-unquote public eye living where I live now on the corner of two somewhat busy streets than I ever felt put out by living in like an apartment in the middle of the city. Uh, uh, there's way more people that see what I'm doing here. Well, that's because you're you. That's because you're outside every morning telling people, "Hey, get off my lawn! Hey, kid, 
get off my lawn. So, you, you know, now you're the grumpy guy that tells everybody to get off your lawn. It's like, yeah, you see that guy with the beard and the cigar? Yeah, he he, he doesn't like you. Don't go over there. I'm the register. That, that, that people, yeah. I'm the <laughs> he had to register, I think, before he moved into this new house God, with, with, he's been with the authorities. Too. He's been there before. I don't know if he had to tell us he moved in because he moved in after. Right. I, I don't know, but do, be, 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 just don't go. Don't don't trick or treat at that house. Yeah, yeah. Don't go over there. Don't don't trick or treat there. They drag you into his basement. Uh, as if they chain you to a pipe. Has a basement. I, I wish I had a basement. My favorite part of the house is the basement, and there's no basements out here because it's too wet. Yeah. It would be an indoor pool in a. Pacific I had a basement. Place. I had a ba- when I first moved to Reno. Um, the first few years I had a basement. They were cool, you know, literally, figuratively, <laughs> literally. They were dank. It yeah. Nice. I mean, it was nice to go down there. You know, the the house didn't have any air conditioning, so it would be like, it was an easy bake oven. We lived in this old brick home in old southwest Reno, and mature trees, the wind would probably be blowing on the top of the trees, but would never make it down to the house, and just the sun would bake the red bricks all day. So it was an easy bake oven. It really, really was an oven. Yeah, and literally it was 10 degrees cooler from upstairs in your bedroom to downstairs in the basement. Huh. So much to the fact that I remember, I think we remember that we we set up a bed downstairs just so we can sleep in the basement just to be a little, uh, so it was a little cooler. But then, you know, you got... Then you see a pipe going into the in, into the side of the bottom of the house, and you look in there, and there's like foundation, and it's like it, you start to get creeped out. There might be a spider web over there, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to live down here. It's, 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 you know, now I feel like, now I feel like a captive, right? Yeah, it's, it's not entirely, uh, it's not entirely pleasant. It's, it's unsettling. It, it's, it, basements do that. Basements do that. Basements and attics. Addicts. It's not addicts. Well, addicts are unsettling too. But yeah. ad- addicts as well, if you talk. What about is it about? What is it about a home? Well, it's like the attic, even though it's within the within the format and the scope of the home. You go up to the attic, and it's like you want to get something. You want to get out of there as fast as possible. And then you go down to the basement, which is a part of the home. And you need to go down there to grab something, and you're like, oh, this is nice. But, again, it's just as unsettling as the attic is, but in a different way. So you grab the thing, and you get out of there to go into the middle of the house where it is not unsettling, even though it's all under one roof. What's the deal with that? See, I just I, made a bit. I, I made a I, I bit. Was, I was gonna, No, you didn't. I think you just sold two episodes is what you did. <laughs> Dude, I riffed a bit. Now I just polish it a little bit. I polish that up a little bit. I maybe get a good expression. I look at myself in the mirror doing that. Mm-hmm. I get. I can. I can crack people up for days on that. Just you let. Let me fine tune it. You. You got to remember play with the collar of your shirt a lot because you're talking right. about being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I. I got to give that scared look around. Like you know, I slightly turn my head. My eyes are wide open. It's like what's what's in that corner? Oh, what's over here? Mm-hmm. And you look and say, Oh, I got to get out of here. I got to get the thing. I got to go. And then, and, and then you, and then you, but you ease the audience. You're like, oh, what's that in the corner over there? Oh, 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 that's my wife's right. wedding dress. Wedding. Oh, oh my oh. God. Oh, oh, I wish I didn't do that. You know. What's that mannequin? Why is that mannequin over there? Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the landlord stuff. I'm not supposed to touch. There's a creepy right. mannequin looking at me. <laughs> so I do. I'm making a bit as we speak. Easy two episodes also. Oh. Easy, easy. Well, two episodes on Netflix. 
well, yeah, good luck with that kid. What is that, 50 bucks? Oh, I see. You know, the, you, you see five episodes on Netflix, and you can crunch it down into like 40, 47 minutes. You can make an, N, an NCI episode out of the five episodes that they have on Netflix. It's ridiculous. Some you of the NCI episodes are pretty funny, too. You're laying on the couch. you got blood collecting in your ankles for five Who wants to do that? Get to the end. Could you make it a 15-minute YouTube video? Exactly. Where's that? Ooh, boy. Anyway. Mm. I'm at Is that it? My cigar. I, I'm at the end. I just burnt my finger and my lip on the end of my cigar. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not even watching. Let me pull up the video. Oh, you're, you're relatively clean-shaven today. I shaved a couple of days ago. No, it looks like you shaved an hour ago. It just grew back. <laughs> grew back into that. Like, it was that, 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 that cartoon where it's like somebody would shave and then like five seconds later it would grow back into that five o'clock shadow. Oh, who, who, who's the bad guy from Popeye? He did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bluto. Is, is it Bluto? Bluto? Bluto. I always want to say Brutus. No. Brutus. Brutus is the Ides of March. He 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 killed Caesar. At at, at two, that that Brutai. A two Brutus. Yes, but uh, no no like I I think there's I haven't watched Old Popeye in years, but I think there's at a point where somehow Bluto winds up without a beard and he just kind of like, and he squeezes out his beard. Right. Right. Like that kind of thing, or maybe he puts his finger in his mouth and he blows his finger and he pops out a beard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't don't get uh, don't don't really like the old cartoons. I, I, you know what? I almost left here without a hot take. But um, my hot take for this episode. Real talk. My hashtag real talk for this episode. All those old cartoons, and I'm not talking Looney Tunes. I'm talking like older than that, like Steamboat Willie and uh, the and, creepy ones. Okay, thank you. They they creep me out. Creepy more than any Stephen King book. Yep. Just horrible. Produced and directed by Satan himself. It's horrifying. <laughs> it really Star, is. Man. Like, I can't do Disturbing. it. Disturbing. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the shadows. Maybe it's the maybe it's the noir. So you, 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 okay, we grew up watching cartoons, and they're vibrant, vibrant and funny. And then you look back, and it's like, it's like cartoon noir. It's weird. And it's Ugh. creepy. And, and it feels dangerous. It, feels, it, it feels does. Like all these characters, I wouldn't want my kid around them. No, they're like going to jump through kid, the screen. Yeah, my kid could hang out with Bug Bunny any day. I'd, I'd let yeah. Daffy Duck babysit my kid. But yeah. no way, Steamboat Willie. So the only people that can truly laugh at those old, um, those old cartoons would be like a guy like Rob Zombie. Oh, He's the yeah. only guy, I think. You know, you know, I <laughs> he would just, find yeah. he would find okay. solace in those old it cartoons. Is, I, I, you're talking about Rob Zombie and uh, here's something. Love his movies. Oh, the best. The Love best. Couldn't you just picture his characters in the movies watching Steamboat Willie oh. on the screen? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> they're, they're all masterpieces. I mean, Those Devil's Rejects. One of my favorites. Three from Hell. 
a house of what is it? House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, the trilogy. It's it's brilliant. I don't even yeah. like that genre, and I can't take my eyes off of those. Right. No, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. His music, I can pass on it. That's all right, though. I mean, it it, it fits the uh, it, it 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 fits the vibe. It fits the he. It definitely a guy that knows how to stay in his lane, regardless of how he's presenting his right. lane. Right. De- de- definitely very Rob Zombie-ish. What was his band's name? Um, white uh, White Zombie. White Zombie. See, look at look at that. You know. Yeah, named after guy. an old zombie flick. This is this is a guy that I'm sure his license plates all have zombie <laughs> zombies. On right. Some <laughs> kind of a zombie thing. Z- zombie two. Right. Is, is the car that he goes shopping in. That's his. Right. That's his putter around town car. Zombie two. Yeah. Anyway, he's I, the. Uh, he's the. Who's the Russian guy we were talking about? Yakov Smirnov. Yeah, he's the Yakov Smirnov of than one might believe on first right. watch. The Yakov Smirnov of horror flicks. <laughs> you know exactly what you're going to get when you show up to watch one. Whether Yakov. it's Yakov on the stage or Rob Zombie, you know, on the flick on the big screen. You know exactly what's coming at you. And you're completely satisfied. Zombie Yakov, I think, is the title of this episode that we're doing right, right now. So, so something to that effect, but yeah, the admirably uh, a- admirable presenters of what you know they're going to present. The two of those, they do and, one thing and they do it better than anybody else. Here, here's one thing. Let's leave on this. Let's part ways on this until we next speak again. What do you think the boredom level is with a Yakov Smirnov telling the same jokes? over and over again. I mean, you've been a musician. Did you ever get bored of playing the same... Oh, yeah, dude. You know, I call it Chubby... I call it Chubby Checker Syndrome, right? It's like Chubby Checker probably has a body of work, you know, that stretches from the late 50s up until, you know, through the 2000s. Hundreds of songs. You think he shows up at a show... He's like, oh, I'm going to play a new song off my album. And they're like, boo, play the twist. You just see, you just see him just tighten up and squint. Uh, He's like, okay. you know, that's going to be, the, that's, that's the third encore song. So you're not going to get three encores. You know, Chubby Checker's not going to get three encores. Start with the twist, end with Let's Twist Again, flip the crowd off, take your money and run. Right, left all the way to the bank, I guess. Right, right. You know, like, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to, to it, do that over and over work. every night. It's, it is. It's really work. work. You, yeah. you've made, and I feel some of it with even my stupid cigar reviews. I, I feel like I, I, I've stumbled upon, I haven't stumbled upon, I've worked out, like, pretty much a template of what people expect, and I break it now and then for funsies. Yeah, but you need but that, though, because people expect that. People expect it. I like to throw people on their heels once in a while with some weirdness, but it, or just for my own funsies. But it's it's like I, I always I was talking to somebody behind the scenes. I tell myself this all the time. You always have to be careful of giving yourself a job that you don't want. Well, that's the problem. Anything. Yeah, you can't you can't let the thing that you love turn into something that you despise. You know that turns into work. 
Right. You know? Now you want to throw a curveball. You're talking about throwing curveballs, throwing the the people the curveballs. You want you want a curveball. Go read Catman cigars. I mean, there's there's curveballs for days. I, I we we don't talk about Catman. All right. On these forget I said it. Don't go read them. Nobody knows what right. I'm talking about anyway. So <laughs> they're not exactly <laughs> relevant, but but you didn't hear it here. You didn't hear it anywhere. I, I, I got a story for you for off the air. Actually. Just for the fact that I mentioned his name means he's somebody now, right? You know, you got to be careful. <laughs> you got that. That's why you got to be careful who you throw shade on, right? Because yeah. you're throwing sun on them too. You're throwing look. Sun yeah, on them. I might be the kingmaker. I don't know in this regard. I might be the one that catapults him to success. And and I hope so. You know what? I wish for I wish everyone. Success. I just, funny guy, like funny how I don't know, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've always wondered that about like musicians because I know what it's like with uh, again, and maybe this is one of the reasons why there aren't a lot of Gilbert Gottfrieds because you get that you could imagine doing that several nights a week. Oh yeah, the same joke. Well, even he softened his tone over the years. It's a little different. You could play off the audience a little bit. Yeah. You don't have he, to sit there and read yeah. the joke book. You, right. you know, right. I don't know. A play free bird. You know. Yeah, play free bird. Play free bird. You know what? That's the name of this episode. Play All free right. bird. And um, now that we discovered that, I'm going to let you go. It's time to go. Time to go. I, I I hope you get down to Nicaragua. Yeah, you know me too. Uh, I'm sorry it didn't work out, That's but right. it will. It will. It will. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to uh, to chat, and uh, as always, thanks to the gentle persons for listening. And uh, I'm gonna hit stop record now, unless you have something else you want to get on. Who'd you steal that bike from in the background? I didn't steal this from anyone. Oh, it looks stolen. Well, I mean, I I don't know what the definition of looks is. I I I I live in Eugene, Oregon, so by definition, you have to have one. This bike has been stolen somewhere down the line, but right. it wasn't by me. I, I paid money for it. They don't let you into Oregon. They don't let you live in Oregon <laughs> unless you can show proof of owning a bike. It is kind of a stripped-down bike, isn't it? It's it's like they took off any kind of uh, identifying characteristics. I don't know. I don't want to get into the bike. This is a special bike. All right. So All right. Let's is, go. Let's get out of here. This is, hold on. This is a very special. Uh, okay. Fine. We'll do it again another time. All right. Later. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one.